Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, 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 happy third Friday of March. We are so excited that you are listening in to the Christian Authors On Tour, C-A-O-T, Blog Talk Radio Show. This is one of your co-hosts, Lynn Pender, and it looks like I'm holding down the fort today. (laughs) But listen, I'm so glad that you joined us. I'm excited about the author that we are going to feature this afternoon. And listen, before we do that, though, I just kind of want to check in and just remind you that this month, Uh, The month of March is Women's History Month, and throughout this entire month, just like in February for, for Black History Month, Christian Authors on Tour is celebrating and honoring authors. So in February, we celebrated the men of Christian Authors on Tour, and we didn't even get all of them in. We tried to get as many as we could. Uh, In March, we're trying to celebrate the women, and I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get all of them in, but I think we've been doing a pretty good job of trying to get a few in. And today, 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 on March the 18th, we want to celebrate uh, CAOT authors Andrea Freeman Green, Tawanda Prince, France Neptune, uh, Debrita Sally, and Pastor Pam Hammock. And if you want more information about these authors and you want to learn more about their books and how to reach out to them, feel free to check us out, Christian Authors on Tour Facebook group page, okay? Check us out on Facebook, the Christian Authors on Tour Facebook group page, and you can click on their website links to learn more about who they are and how to purchase their books. We are so excited, so excited and and, and really honored to have the opportunity to come alongside men and women of God who are using writing as a tool for Christian ministry. And listen, we've been at this now since 2008, and we love it, absolutely love it. And we thank those of you who've, who've been on this journey with us. We launched Christian Authors on Tour in 2008. We launched the Blog Talk radio show in uh, 2009, and in 2018, we, la- we launched the uh, TV show, and, and uh, we repurposed the TV show um, probably in 2020 via YouTube streaming. And so we are just ever-growing, we're ever-changing to meet the needs of our Christian authors as well as Christian book lovers. And I think I might have another co-host on the line with me. Hello there. Yes, it is me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am uh, tardy. But, yes, I literally just got off a, another interview that I had done. So, uh, so I am here. I'm here. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And it's um, that's if you're wondering, who's that voice? That's none other than Dr. Leroy McKenzie, Jr. 
glad to have you, sir. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. How's everybody? I know, I know, and Mitzi's not here today, so it looks like it's just going to be the two of us, okay? Oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But we're going to hold down the fort for Sister Mitzi. We're going to hold down the fort. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, our guest um, author is here, and I want to just talk a little bit about who she is. Um, she is no stranger to Christian Authors on Tour. She is a member, has been with us for some years now. Um, her name is Pamela Williams. And she is the author of two books. It's a series, Saved Single Sister Real Talk and Saved Single Sister Real Talk April. Her books depict the stories of Christian women navigating their way through singlehood. A proud graduate of Baltimore City College High School, Pamela earned a bachelor's in English communications from Coppin State University and a master's in health systems management from the University of Baltimore. Recently, she began a PhD program at, at Capella University. I'm so excited to hear that. She is married. Um, her husband, I believe that's McGarry Williams, and she has three grown children. She served as a minister under the ministry of Bishop Marvin Denson and Lady Michelle Denson at Restoration International Worship Center in Windsor Mill, Maryland. So listen, our, our listening audience, Dr. Leroy McKenzie, Jr., I'm so excited to bring this sister on board because I also know, and, 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 and you all probably know too, because we've interviewed her on our TV show, that she is a miracle walking. <laughs> so welcome, Absolutely. Sister Pamela. Welcome. Ooh. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so awesome to be here again. I love you all. We love you too. We love you. We really do. <laughs> and you just fell at you. Thanks. Coming from selling a bir- celebrating a birthday too, so happy birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm walking into my fiftieth year, and it is a blessing because oh. I'm, like you said, a walking miracle. I'm not supposed to be here, but to God be all the glory. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. So let's just start there. I mean, there's so many, there's so many places that we could start this interview. Let's just start there. You said that you wasn't supposed to be here, but to God be the glory, you are. So, so tell us a little bit about that testimony. Well, God and His awesome self um, allowed me to um, come down with the diagnosis of. Uh, cardiomyopathy, out of the blue, on when I turned 47. Right after my 47th birthday, I came down with cardiomyopathy. And in that, I started having chest pain and all of these different issues related to my heart, down to the point that the doctor said, oh, you need a heart transplant to survive. Of course, my flesh reacted immediately, and I was teary-eyed for several days, wondering why, God, why would you do this to me? What is the purpose? Why why me? And God said, why not you? And he immediately said, this is not unto death. And when you look at your circumstances, 
with your eyes and you see that your heart is only pumping at 20-something percent when the average, when you're supposed to be over 60 percent, when you, when you know you're having trouble breathing, when you know you can't walk from one room to the other without having trouble breathing, you wonder, God, what are you talking about? It's not even possible. It's, it's something wrong. I'm going to die. And God say, again, this is not unto death. And I persisted and ended up having a nine-hour open-heart surgery that repaired three um, arteries, which were clogged, and the doctor said I should have been dead because there's no way I should have been walking around or woke up that morning with three clogged arteries that were clogged like 90-something percent. But God, in his awesome wisdom, surgeon's hands, and I woke up from that surgery, and I'm here today to say to God be all the glory. Mm. Wow. Mm. Amazing. That's, that's powerful. <laughs> that is powerful. <laughs> Woo. I don't even know what <laughs> over ninety five percent. Three of mm. them. Three of them were over ninety. Mm. You only have four. You only have four. So three were totally clogged. Wow. I can't I can't even imagine imagine that. Now I, I wanna ask you, um was was going through that situation, um, what did what did that teach you about you? You know, that's a good question. What it did ta- teach me, which is which is interesting because it re- goes back into the book. So mm-hmm. it taught me something interesting about me that life circumstances at the moment don't judge your future. When I wrote these books, I was single as single could be, okay? And during the course of my illness, my husband showed up. And then he was a friend of mine. And he was there through my surgery. And I had my surgery in September, and he proposed in January. And I got married that August. So even in the midst of what I thought was the worst time in my life, God showed Mm. me that the worst can be a blessing because it ended up being the best time in Mm. my life. Going through to get to my blessing. So it taught me a lot Mm. about faith, about trust, about God can do anything but fail. You ready to get us up in here shouting? You're about to get us up in here, <laughs> Minister Pam. Oh my goodness! Yes, wow. There's so many layers to what you just shared. So many layers to what you just shared. And you know, I thank you so much for being so transparent. Um, because I truly believe that somebody listening today really needs to hear this testimony. And and I want you to talk a little bit more about your book, and I want you to talk a little bit more about 
the season because because what you what you said without saying it is that you know you wrote that book and you were in a season, and talk a little bit about how that book is preparing people in the season and then for the what next. You know when I wrote that book, I wrote that book in my season of singleness, and I, I'm gonna be transparent. I wasn't happy in my singleness, not all the time. Nobody can say they're happy in singleness all the time because. There's nothing like having that someone that you can rely on. And during my singleness, um, let's go back even further. When I decided to write a book, I had no idea what I wanted to write about. And when I spoke to the publisher, I said, I want to write a book. And he said, well, what do you want to write about? I said, I have no clue. He said, pray. I said, okay. I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I said, God, I need help because, I know there's a book in me, but I don't know what you want me to say. And he said, I want you to talk about your singleness. I said, you just, you must be joking. Singleness, really? He's like, yes, and I want you to be honest about it. Because everybody's not being honest about being saved and single. It's a road, and it's rocky. And not everybody is honest about what you go through when you're single. And I said, okay, Lord. So when I started writing, he said, don't write a how-to book, write a story, because people can relate to stories quicker than they want help. I said, okay. And when I wrote my story, or wrote the story about the four young ladies, each of the young ladies in the book have a different path that they're going down, dealing with their singleness. And exactly how it happens. You'll have a group of girlfriends, and although maybe three of the four are single and one is married, I can guarantee that all three of them are going through their singleness differently. In this book, I help people by describing what singleness looks like, even if most people can relate to one or two of the characters as a single Christian woman. And when I went through that, period of writing that book, when the book came out, the, everybody who read it said the same thing, oh my gosh, I can relate to so-and-so, or I can relate to this one, or I can relate to that one. And it made me smile because that meant what I heard God say was exactly right, that as women, we have to be transparent with one another when we're in season, because when we're transparent, we help each other. It's when we are fake about it and not honest about what it feels like. And so as I've transitioned, and, and the funny thing was when I was in my singlehood, I also had a radio show. And during that time, I did the radio show with my cousin, who also was at that time a single male. So we both brought across the single perspective of dating. Ironically, we brought on a lot of guests that were single that talked to different subjects. And the awesome thing about it is now in the new season, 98% of the guests that we had on our show are now married, and my cousin and I are both married. So it's interesting that God took us through or will take you through a season of singleness in one whole Area like he covered everything. It was singleness in my book, singleness on the radio show, and then he transitioned it right over to married life. Yes. <laughs> wow. And, and 
and Minister Pam, it, 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 you tickled me when you said when you when you ask God, when you ask God, um, what should you write on, and then He tells you what to write on. You like, you want me to write about that? You should. You sure right. about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's how that that is just how wonderful God is. He's not going to give us something easy, you know. He's not going to give us something easy to when we ask him to do. He's going to equip us for what we for he for what he wants us to do. Uh, and what I found. And let me ask you this: What is the message that you want the readers to come away with um, after they've read um, both of your books? E- each book, what is it that you want them to come away with? I would love for them to come away with the message that you're not alone. You know, a lot of times when we go through something or feel we're in something, we feel like we're there by ourselves. Like when we're going through um, trying to date and we feel like there's nobody out there for us. You know, I remember my first um, pastor, Bishop Shoba, used to always call men jokers. Jokers. You keep meeting these jokers. And some women feel like that's all their past looks like is jokers and that happiness is never at the end for them. And so I want them to leave reading after they've read the book, think about, oh, I'm not in this by myself. There are other women out here who are waiting for happiness. But when you wait, wait busy. Like, don't sit home. If you're sitting in the house, boo, it's not going to help you find him. Keep busy. Go out, live your life. When my husband found me, although I was going through something, I was busy. I wasn't just chilling. I wasn't in the house on a regular basis. I was still out living my life, becoming who God said I was going to be. So he found me along my busy time. He didn't find me just sitting. So I want the women to know, and men, because in all actuality, even though my book is called Same Single Sister, there's some men who's read my book and was like, oh, because I even wrote a sermon in the book. And the, during the preaching, preaching the sermon, he said that book, that helped me make a decision about a young lady I was dating. So it's not just for women. It's for men, too, because there are men characters in the book, someone. You know, it, I want you to finish reading the book thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm not by myself, and it's okay for me to have a standard. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Minister Pam, if folks want to uh, purchase copies of the book or if they want to invite you out as a guest speaker, what's the process of um, getting in contact with you and how can they buy copies of the books? Well, they can reach me either way by way of my website at Pam, M-I-N-T-Z, Mint, my maiden name, dot com. So it's PamMints.com, and all of the information is there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, listen, what's next for you? I mean, you're, you're doing some amazing <clears throat> things in terms of ministry and in terms of leadership. Um, congratulations for, um, you know, entering the doctoral, you know, program. But what's next for you? You know, actually, I'm working on another book that I'm planning to release in November. Um, and I have, I'll have i have to come back and give you all the sneak peek 
when it gets close <laughs> to the debut about what that book is about because I've actually dreamt the entire book. Mm. So when I knew that I dreamt it, and so God said, this is not for you. This is the book. And so another book is coming later on this year. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, let me let me ask you this, Lisa King. When when I say the title, um, Save Single Sisters Real Talk, um, what does that mean to you? What does that title mean uh, to you? The title means that although you're saved and you're single, let's be transparent about what we're all going through when we're in that in that phase of life. Real talk. Let's be transparent. Let's be open. Let's share with one another what it feels like. What are you going through? Let's be transparent. Even when you get to the book about um, the second book with April, April's book is a book about abuse. So she's a single, mm. safe single woman who is in abuse. So it, mm. it starts to break down what each character is going through, being saved and single, wanting marriage, but going through some challenges. I love it. I love it. And, you know, your books have been out for a while now, so you have a readership. And I want you to talk a little bit about some of the reader response that you've received from the two books. You know, for the initial book, that was um, very um, interesting for me because I didn't expect people to grasp it like they did. And so people were reading the book in a day saying, well, I want more, I want more. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> so, you know, when you put something out there, especially when uh, you've asked God what to write about and he tells you, you know, although we know that God is not a man and he would lie, we know that. We're still um, shocked when you get the response that you didn't expect. So when people were running after me saying, I need your book, I need your book, I heard your book was so good. Or all it takes most times when I'm selling my book is to let people read the introduction. Once they read the introduction, I've sold the book every time without fail. So to me, I love the fact that people are very interested in it, that they want me to write more, that they're looking for more. They're always looking for me to write more. And I plan to hold up that end of the obligation real soon. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Mr. Penn, thank you so much for for joining us today. Now, I, um, I, I want this last question I'll ask you is, um, when when you wrote these two books, had you had you thought about being a writer prior to that, or was it something that prompted you into wanting to become um, a writer, or was the the the, the first book the initial launch pad for you? Well, you know, I, I always say that my when I was in the second grade, I entered a writing contest, and I wrote a quick little story called The Magic Balloon. And when I wrote that book, I ended up winning the writing contest. And so one of the things that was on, so to speak, a bucket list was to write a book. And I went and saw a presentation from a publisher. 
And his presentation blew my mind. And from that moment forth, I knew that that was my season that I needed to write. But it was a matter of what I needed to write about. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Wow. And so I pray that what you share today will be that spark, that inspiration for someone listening to have that same aha moment, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You are just phenomenal. I'm just so honored, you know, just to have the opportunities that we have the opportunity to be able to interview you today. And just want to thank you and want to give you an opportunity to leave some words of wisdom to our listening audience. You know, what are some some pearls, some 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 wisdom pearls, nuggets that you can share? Um, I'm going to share two. The first one is, God will never expose you to something that you cannot have. If you believe that you can have marriage, then God is not going to expose you to married friends around married people, period, if you can't have it. Same with possessions. God will never let you walk into a new house if you can't have a new house. That's one. Number two, don't allow your current circumstances to dictate your future. When I was sick, I never would have thought that God would send me a man that would love me in season, in sickness and health, out of season, when a good days, bad days, he loves me. I never thought that would happen because I was so sick. I was only looking at my current circumstances. So don't let your current circumstances dictate who you can become, what you can have in the future. Wow. <laughs> This is this has been a, a powerful, powerful um broadcast. And I'll say that yes. if, if you can't get inspiration from this, I don't mm. know what will inspire you. You know. Mm. Um Mr. Pam, you made me think about something. Um, really quickly because I know we, we we gotta go, but just in these last two minutes. What was it? that got you through those tough days. Talk to that person that may mm. be going through not necessarily a similar circumstance, but a tough circumstance nonetheless. Um, but what was it that got you through those tough days to what my mother calls the other side of through? Because mm. when we, we, it, we can't see, it's like walking out, and I see it like this, it's like walking through a dark tunnel and you can't see nothing. It's pitch black. But as you, as you walk, you see this little speck of light down at the end, and you know if you keep walking, that light gets brighter and brighter. How were you able to to get through those tough days? Talk to somebody that may be having those tough days today. I would say two things got me through tough days, prayer and worship music. Prayer, people don't realize, prayer is very uh, positive and powerful because prayer is a conversation. And I was so honest with God during my season of darkness. I would lay there and I was like, God, I'm so mad at you about you making me sick. And you said I could have a husband and I now I'm sick. Now nobody going to want no sick woman. Lord, you said that I was going to be the head and not the tail. And I feel like I'm the tail all the time, a donkey tail at that. I mean, I was.
how you can be honest. He made you. He know every hair on your head. He knows mm. how you talk to him, how you respond to him, and he ex- doesn't get it. He wonders, like, what's going on? She must be good. But, no, when I wasn't good, I talked to him, and I talked all the time. People probably thought I was a little crazy. But I was having a conversation with God whenever I was in that moment. And as far as music, it's something about music as being a universal language. It didn't mm. even have to be lyrics. It could be the melody of a song, a melody of total praise, a melody of amazing. Just the melody alone just took me into another dispensation that I didn't even feel like I was laying there in a hospital bed. I didn't feel like I was laying on an operating table. I didn't believe I was getting a procedure done because God took me from that place and took me somewhere else. And I would always have my earbuds in, so I would be listening to music and talking to God. Amen. Amen. And that's a great place to end. Amen. Until we meet again with your new release in the fall. Thank you so much, Minister Pam. Wow, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. And as always, Dr. Leroy, thank you. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Minister Pam, for for, for all of the inspiration. You done done made somebody's weekend. You done got them through the weekend already. (laughs) God be the glory. (laughs) Amen. To God be the glory. And thank you, listening audience, for tuning in. We love you so much. We pray that something you heard today, you will be blessed by it. Please continue to pray for our author. Support her, buy her books. You heard her website. And until next time, everybody, um, read the most important book of all. That's the Holy Bible. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.